0: You're listening to Data Plus Love. I'm very excited to have with me today Maria Brock. Maria, if you haven't seen her, you're missing out. She's a Tableau student ambassador. She has some of the most wonderful visits. She is a student who's batting way outside of her weight class. Um, she is in Millennials and Data cohort number three. She is working at Love She is pumping out some of the best visits you've seen from Napa Valley to my personal favorite Tableau interactive resume to the cycle, to a truly stunning Roger Federer viz. Uh, Maria, how are you tonight?
1: I'm doing great. How are you, Zach?
0: I'm great. I'm super enthusiastic, if you can't tell. Uh, My introductions get longer and flowier, and are totally unscripted, so there's probably lots of ums in them that I need to edit out later. But I'm slowly getting better at that, because as you record these things, you become painfully aware of how many uh, sort of pregnant pauses and ums you throw into your daily speak.
1: I can imagine. Well, by the end of this, you'll be a master speaker.
0: Um, yeah. (laughs) Anyway, you seem to have had a really great week this week. Uh, we're talking right now, it's the middle of January. I think this goes up the middle of February. So you are, I think you're the Valentine's day episode actually. So you're hitting then. So, um, Maria, what's going on?
1: Yeah, it has been a bit crazy in my life right now. Um, uh, school just started and I'm taking, I'm taking some classes, but then the most exciting thing that happened to me this week is that I started my internship at Lovelytics, um, uh, where Scott Love and Chantilly Jaggeroth work. So that's been amazing. Um, I'm working there part-time and um, it's just, I mean, I just came back from my second day and I'm already just completely in love with the work and the team. Um. It's really, really nice being able to just work on Tableau all day without having to make excuses for it in class. Um, <laughs> so it's, been, it's re- been just really fun stretching my brain on Tableau and learning from the best and doing, doing what I love.
0: I mean, you, you know personally that I am incredibly jealous of you because Chantilly Jagernoth is my muse and my idol. So uh, I I definitely envy sort of learning at the feet of the master in that sense. What, What has this been like for you? I mean, you're still a college student and you've already found something that not only are you incredibly passionate about, as you can see in your work, but you're really good at. I mean, you are performing at the level of people 20 years older than you that have been in analytics for years. I mean... Is this is this natural for you? Have you been working like crazy behind the scenes, and there are lots of just super botched, awful vises that you haven't shown us? Uh, what's going on?
1: I think there's there's something to say to both of those aspects. To the super botched vises, yes, absolutely. And my constant fear is that people will download my vises and just see that I float all these blanks on it, <laughs> trying to hide what I just can't actually build. Um, but yeah, I mean, I feel really lucky that I found a passion for something like I've never felt this passionate about something before. And the fact that I can make this into a job and make it into a career is just mind blowing to me. And so, I mean, I think that using the software and learning it comes pretty easily and naturally to me, but I have been just, I mean, every day I'll go and I'll open a book trying to learn more and, you know, watching YouTube videos and tutorials. So it's, but I'm, I don't know. I just love doing it. So it doesn't even feel like work to me. I just, I just really hope that I can learn something new every day and be better.
0: I absolutely agree with that. I mean, as you get into it and you sort of develop your sort of own flow and personality and uh, whether it be business-centric fizzes or passion projects or art vizs, what have you. I mean, it's all applicable across the board. It's just different muscles you're flexing. Um, but you are talking about how you hope people never find out how many blanks you're floating over stuff. I think I think you are slowly learning what we all know is that we are all huge hack frauds. Um, I'll be straight up with you. Um, you saw my viz the other week. I released, it was a Mambo number no. 5 viz with a joy plot on it. Um, I was struggling like crazy trying to get the joy plot to work. I struggle with all trigonometric, uh, functions and complex vises. Sometimes I nail them. Sometimes I don't. I ultimately got fed up and, uh, just sized everything appropriately and floated everything on top of each other. I mean, I measured it all. It's all spaced correctly, but, uh, I faked it. I mean, it's the same effect. It's the same viz, but I didn't do it the right way.
1: I don't blame you at all. I'm I do that all the time, and I kind of, I don't know if that's even, and there's anything even wrong with that, if it's correct, um, and that's the way that you could build it, well, then you made a fantastic viz.
0: Part of it comes down to I am often lazy and want to find the easiest way to accomplish something. Now, mind you, if I, worked, if I had studied a little harder in math, it would have been easier for me uh, to follow Ken's tutorial and get there. But uh, I really stink at tutorials, and I really stink at math, but I'm really good at brute forcing stuff and coming up with clever hacks to continue to be lazy. Uh, So for example, I'm talking about myself way too much, but today I released a uh, inception viz. And in that viz, it's um, Cartesian mapping XY coordinates. And lots of people are asking, how'd you come up with the math? I'm like, I didn't. I drew it on the back of a program in church and then put it together.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, just kind of the, the brute force, like you said is, I mean, honestly, it's old school, so why not do it? There's no need to learn the crazy calculations if you can just do it by hand, if that's what makes you comfortable.
0: I think there's definitely benefits to both. And I think it's all about sort of what your lane is. And I think for me, at work, I do lots of level of detail stuff and parameters and all sorts of, I get fancy in the calculations, but uh, not necessarily in exotic viz types, And that just doesn't come naturally to me. I appreciate the art and design, but I'm not necessarily going to take the most technical route to get there, you know?
1: Yeah. And I think it can be difficult seeing everybody's amazing work that they create every week to just kind of beat yourself up, you know, saying like, oh, why can't I do that? Why can't, you know, why can't I figure out all this stuff? But then realizing like your different strengths it's probably good just being like, okay, well, I have this really good strength, so I can work on my weakness, but still kind of want my strength, because that's what I'm good at. That's what I enjoy.
0: Absolutely. And I'm really trying to practice the vulnerability of saying, I don't know a lot of junk. And I'm putting that out there right now. Like, you know, my joy plot is a hack joy plot, I didn't get it, you know, the correct way, or at least the, uh, the more scientific methodology. But maybe that'll inspire someone else to say, Oh, I was super intimidated by this, there is a way to get there. Just like I was super intimidated by uh, polygons before uh, Vince Baumel one day over text, just like, hey, you've never done one before. You know, you want to know how? I'm like, absolutely. And he showed me how to draw a square. And I was like, that's it? And uh, it was that simple. So it's uh, oftentimes it's, you know, having the humility to admit you don't know stuff that really allows you to learn stuff or alternatively uh, find hacky ways to get around not knowing things.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's all about the humility.
0: Totally. Um, I forget who it was the last week on Twitter, but someone was mentioning about how the overall quality of the visits that we are seeing on Tableau Public seems to be increasing. Like the, the overall, uh, I guess visual aesthetics of it, the design quality uh, is all rising, but they questioned whether analysis is on the rise. And I think that is a lot harder to maybe quantify in some of the stuff we see on public because oftentimes it's, you know, weekly exercise stuff or uh, passion projects that are a limited data set. What do you think? Yeah.
1: Well, I would definitely agree, but I also think, I mean, f- at least for me, I use Tableau public as more of an art tool. I don't, when I'm working on my business visits, I don't publish them. Um, there's a lot of, analysis. There's a lot of LODs and table calcs um, and parameters going on, but I don't publish them. I I usually publish the visas that I do more of an artist's work, um, and I don't necessarily find anything wrong with that. I'd say that, um, I mean, most of my visas are pretty artistic. My Doctor Who one is probably the most analysis that I've done, and um, but I, I mean, I would agree. I think the quality of visits have been tremendous just within this past week. Um, but of course, like on the rise every month. Um, but I think it's always important. I think Kevin Fleurledge is really good at this. Whenever he posts a viz that, um, you know, is just kind of this crazy chart he'll always kind of follow it up with a, don't use this at work. (laughs) This isn't meant for work. This is just kind of, you know, me practicing with math, me practicing with art. And I think it's always good if you post something that may not be visual best practice, um, you can always follow it up. If you're worried about analysis, you can always follow it up just being like, hey, this is an exercise. This is just for fun.
0: I mean, that's almost the entire reason I'm on Tableau public because I'm using Tableau at work as a work tool. And sometimes people are astonished saying, why would you use that more at home? And I think they don't understand. They're thinking of it as a work tool. And I'm just thinking of it as a canvas. Yeah, Uh, it'd be like asking, "Why, why are you using a pencil at home? You know, you're supposed to keep that at the office. And it's, if I weren't using Tableau, I would be sketching on my iPad or doodling on a piece of paper or something else. So this is just me sort of, uh, it's a new artistic medium and you know, that I can use to leverage data as ink.
1: Yeah. And I think it almost keeps you still involved with the tool. Cause I know if I was working on Tableau every single day, just as pure analysis, um, and not being able to, or not even knowing about Tableau Public or not using it as kind of a more artistic tool, I would probably become disenfranchised with it, and it would become boring to me. So kind of having that ability and that freedom just to be like, you know what, I'm just gonna make something really pretty, I'm gonna float a lot of blanks on it, but that's what feels good to me, and then I'll put it on my public portfolio. I think that's what keeps the the spark and the charm of it.
0: Absolutely. And your designs are always very clean. That's something I've noticed about a lot of your work. I mean, you make great use of open spaces, which I know, particularly if you're new to Tableau and you're using it at work, the temptation is to try to put as much as you can on a page. And you use space very judiciously, not necessarily trying to cram every inch with detail, but allowing you know, room for what you are putting on the page to breathe, essentially letting that negative space fill in.
1: Yeah, I I really am a fan of white space and the more minimalistic looks. Um, I I just get bothered by clutter in general, um, if that's in my life or in my room um, or in my apartment. And so I think my visits kind of try to, or at least I try to reflect my own life in there, just kind of I like it clean, I like it organized, I like it neat. so just kind of having a clean canvas whenever I open my public portfolio or something looking kind of aesthetic with similar colors just gives me a lot of joy.
0: And you tend to really favor neutral backgrounds. Like there's a lot of white and there's like a lot of cream colors and stuff like that. Is that an intentional choice or does that just sort of happen organically?
1: I think it's I think it's a pretty intentional choice. I really prefer the pale backgrounds just because I think that the text and the data that I'm trying to represent can speak for itself if there isn't any confusing background. I even, you'll see I have like three dark background vizes on my portfolio. I even had problems making them dark. I remember my Federer viz was actually originally a light background with a different color scheme. And I was, I really loved it because it was so clean and neat looking, but then um, Kevin Fleurledge said the dark background looked better um, and then I tried it and it did look better, but it's still like seeing that dark background popping out just kind of bothers me. It just kind of gets on my OCD sometimes just being like, oh man, like I wish I had all this white. But I think for the viz itself, it's always good to go with what actually works for the viz instead of the overall look.
0: Absolutely. I think it would be really hard to almost have a house style for your vizes where you always went back to the same design elements. Because sometimes the choices that you're going to be making for that particular subject or um, even the way you're going to be formatting it for something just lend themselves better to one color palette or, you know, one viz shape. I mean, whether it's a scrolly telling or whether it's something that fits on an eight and a half by 11 piece of paper.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. And it probably it probably gets boring after a while if if you're making and putting out the same types of visas, it's more fun to expand and try different things.
0: Well, I mean, if it's not getting boring for you, it might be getting boring for other people. And I'm not saying that in a negative way, but if you make the exact same chart every time, I mean, it's not um, it's not the most interesting to look at. And that's something that uh, even in a work environment, you almost have to market your visas to your users to remind them that, Hey, this is something that exists is useful and that you would like to use because you can put together the best biz in the world. But if you can't get anyone to be interested in it, it's going to sit there wasted.
1: Yeah, definitely. I definitely agree.
0: So tell me about being a student ambassador. How did this come about? When did this happen? What's it like? Do you have responsibilities? What's the deal?
1: Yeah, it is. Oh gosh. I just love my role. I love being a student ambassador. I found so much fulfillment in helping other people learn Tableau just because, um, I've been lucky enough to have learned it, um, my junior year or coming into my senior year. So I have a whole year to practice before I go out into the working world. So I, um, was working at Booz Allen Hamilton as a Tableau intern over the last summer, 2019. And so my friend Eric Balish um, shot me a message one day during a meeting and he said, hey, I nominated you for the student ambassador position. I think you should apply or I think you should, um, you know, talk to the people if they interview you. I had no idea at that point that the community existed, that there were student, like there were ambassadors. I had no idea what this meant. I just kind of saw that this was a role, you could teach Tableau, and I thought, okay, I mean, this is a really interesting opportunity. Um, I think it would help me grow. So um, I interviewed and I got accepted for it. And then by the time I got accepted, I had started getting on Twitter and getting on public, and then I kind of realized how big a deal it was. so that was really exciting, and this whole year, student ambassadors are in charge of teaching um, Tableau to students, and so hosting workshops. We have to host at least two workshops per semester. So this semester, I taught about seven workshops, um, and I gave private tutoring sessions, and I recommended students to different resources and. Um, recommended them to like meet some people from Tableau and stuff. So that's been, it's. I mean, it, it was intimidating at first, I'll be honest, just because I am still learning Tableau. So to kind of have the student teaching the students <laughs> was a challenge, um, but that actually prompted me to really learn way more um, that I probably would have if I hadn't had the position. And then just being, like, just being an ambassador and being able to have that position to represent something that means so much to me is just, it's just amazing. Like, I'm just so glad for the opportunity and to be connected with the other student ambassadors around the world is really great.
0: So you really must have a passion for teaching because you're going above and beyond in terms of the quota of classes uh, that you're being asked to teach. And I think you raised an interesting point about teaching and learning. Um, Oftentimes the best way to fully understand yourself is to have to be able to explain it to someone else that doesn't understand it. Because at that point you're starting at an absolute zero and you're having to throw away a lot of the assumptions and sort of steps you skipped in your head to reach that point. And that's where you really solidify a lot of that knowledge and truly begin to understand what you're actually talking about. So absolute kudos to you for all the passion that you're putting into that.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's it, like you said, it's a passion. So it's not even a job to me at this point. I just, I love doing it. I love seeing students. I mean, the best compliment I got was I I hosted a workshop um, and this is just teaching the basics, right? So I'm running through Superstore. I'm running through, Basically, how to connect to your data source all the way to building dashboards. Um, and I ran a workshop, and a couple of weeks later, someone came up to me and said, "Hey, I interviewed for a Tableau position, and I got a second interview because of you know just these skills that I learned from the workshop." And that just meant so much to me So I was thinking, if I can just help one person on their journey to becoming this uh, you know Tableau developer or data analyst, that will that will have you know, made me succeed.
0: Speaking of that, watch this transition. That's, this is how good this is. What's the Tableau student guide?
1: Yes. So, um, so yeah. So by the time that this will be out, I'll have published that. So the Tableau student guide is a fully fleshed out um, website for students and for newcomers learning or wanting to learn Tableau. So um, I wrote about 28 articles, Um, and this runs you through why you should start learning Tableau. Here's how you start learning Tableau, and then I kind of take you through different sections saying, if you're a student, here's how you download your free license. Um, If you're a newbie, this is how you can connect to Tableau Desktop or Tableau Public. Um, And then running you through building basic views, you know, like bar charts and scatter plots and different dashboarding, Um, and then I go on to, here's what Tableau Public is, here's how to upload to public, here's how to connect with the community, these are the ambassadors, these are the zens, Um, everyone's on Twitter, get on Twitter, Um, here's different projects you can participate in, here's different websites that you can go to for resources and data and blogs, I mean, it's just this whole comprehensive guidebook. for students and for anyone who is new, even if you aren't a student. And I made this because when I was starting out, I had probably about 50 tabs open on my computer, just trying to just trying to figure out where to go. I mean, I had so many blog posts, and then the blogs were linking to other blogs, and then just this and that, and I was so overwhelmed. And so I thought to myself, well, if I can provide just this concise one-stop shop, this one website that will start you off, then that will be, I feel like that will be really helpful for people who just want to get the, the reader's digest on what's going on.
0: I'm incredibly enthusiastic to finally be able to talk about this. And for so many reasons, the first of which is super selfish. And that is I'm a co-leader of the Memphis tug and a large part of our user group is fairly new to Tableau. I'm talking like less than one year of experience and are looking for training and hands-on practice. And the Tableau student guide is going to be an incredible asset to offer to them saying, go look here um, because it's, you can always go and fly and take professional training classes and stuff. But most of the development that you're actually going to get is by reps reading and doing this stuff hands-on. So the fact that you've put together this phenomenal resource with, you said 28 articles you've written already.
1: I think that's about it. Yeah. That's
0: insane. Okay. Um, I'm I'm crazy impressed. Uh, second, I am super excited about all the new people that this is going to bring into my sphere that I'm going to get to see. Like, I'm always excited to see new voices and see you know new ideas coming out. So the fact that this is going to be just such a shot in the arm for the overall community um, is so exciting. So thank you for doing this.
1: Absolutely, it's my pleasure. I'm I know I mean like I'm really excited about it and. Even though it's named the student the student guide and I kind of speak to the students, it's really for anyone new. It you know anyone who wants to pick up Tableau, I'm just hoping that this can just be this one thing that you can go to. So I'll admit to you, I've used it myself whenever I need to remember a blog um, or a certain post that I have linked to there on my student guide. Um, I'll just go to it and open it up, and it's really easy for me to access. So. I'm sure that I'll be using it as well.
0: It's your new bookmarks. It's all the most important stuff.
1: Yeah, it really is. And I, yeah, I I wrote all of it because I don't want it to be kind of this recurring blog type. Um, I'm not a writer. I really really dislike writing, to be honest. Um, So just having that maybe updated a little bit, um, but just, yeah, having that already built out, I think will be really helpful.
0: Oh, I just like writing too. That's why I'm doing this. This is, uh, such a better means of communication in terms of sharing some information, not all information, but particularly for this medium where we're trying to get some of these ideas across quickly. It's a lot easier to have this immediate exchange of information where we're looking at each other and, you know, exchanging ideas than to have the slow exchange of text where there's lots of, you know, hang in between and wondering what's going on. Um, but I, I definitely understand where you're coming from with that. But the fact that you've written 28 despite not being a writer is crazy. Is this going to be an initiative that you solely run or are you going to bring other people on board potentially to help you out or do you have plans for this in the future or is this, I mean, I'm speaking about all this before it's actually launched. So I realize I'm putting a lot of pressure on you, but you can tell my enthusiasm for this.
1: Well, I'm glad. I'm glad of your enthusiasm. Um yeah, I mean, I think it's just going to be solely run for me, uh, by me for now. Like I said, it's just kind of a one thing, and I, I'll update it as new information comes out. But I've already shared it with the academic team at Tableau, and they're really super excited about that. And they said they, they want to share it on their channels and really get it, um, get it going as well. So hopefully some sort of, um, you know, just like collaboration with them, helping... Helping them reach, I mean, my goal is to reach as many students and as many newcomers as I can. This isn't some personal blog that I want to kind of toot my own horn about. No, it's really just that. I want everyone to know um, what an amazing resource Tableau is and here's the easiest way to access all its secrets.
0: I think anyone that's interacted with you can tell that you feel that way. I mean, frankly, you are I've I've said to people before that the role that I would like to try to have in the data community is to try to be a cheerleader, or I'm trying to be uh, uplifting to other people and enthusiastic about newcomers and to promote other people's work. And I see that so much in you all the time that I'm like, Maria gets it.
1: Yeah, well, you really do a great job of that, Zach. I always see you you know, just retweeting and applauding and messaging. Um, It's really inspiring. But yeah, I mean, just being that you know, giving back. I think the community really gets that, is that what it's about is giving back. And I feel like I've, I've already gotten so much from other people that I knew that I had to do something in my own power, you know, in my own knowledge that I could do. So I thought, well, I'm a student and I know students. I know how they think. So I'll build something for them.
0: I, I just realized that students think differently from me. I'm 38, <laughs> but it hasn't caught up with me yet. Like in my head, I feel like I'm 20, but then I realize what being 20 was like. And I thank God I'm not 20 anymore. <laughs> but it would be nice to have some of that energy that my kids stole away from me. Um, <laughs> so speaking of being young and being a student, you are part of Millennials and Data Cohort 3, which is uh, an effort started, I believe, by Chantilly Jagernoff. And I think she's a partner with that as well. Um, it started at Howard university and now it's expanded and that expansion is where you come in. So what's mad, what's it like and what's going on?
1: Yeah. So millennials and data is this, um, initiative run by Chantilly Jaggernaut who's a Zen master and it was initially, um, based in Howard university for Howard university students. But Chantilly's really wanted to expand this, um, to include more kind of a mix of professional and academic, and so this is her first virtual cohort, um, and it includes you know students and professionals, and so we meet twice a week, every other week to just kind of run through this intensive boot camp. I mean, it's only been two lessons so far, but I've learned so much from her. Um, I I talked to her today at work and. I was building this dashboard and I told her, I think I basically use 90% of what you just taught me in this dashboard. She's that good. Um, And she just lays everything out so clearly. And if you know Chantilly, you know she's a master. Um, So it's, it's really such a great opportunity to be able to not only work with her, but also learn from her in math.
0: I'm incredibly jealous, you know I'm incredibly jealous, but if you're listening to this and you don't know who Chantilly Jaggernauth is, um, pause this podcast, go on Twitter and Tableau Public and follow her immediately. And also go look up her uh, session from TC19 this past year. She gave an hour long presentation on dashboarding that at the end of it, I kid you not, was swarmed by about a hundred people, like she was Mick Jagger. It was insane. Like, I, I, I was gonna go congratulate her, say, "Hey, that was great, Chantilly," but half the room flowed towards her, and she was, she had to stand on the stage. But it was, uh, she was like a rock star for real. We talk about people being data rock stars, and I generally don't love that term because the way I say it as a data rock star is a single point of failure. But <laughs> man, if she's not doing it, like Chantilly's the best
1: she really is. I mean, if you see her work, you just know she's a genius. And I um she spoke at the DC Tug and she had like a I think it was like a 30 minute just kind of um brief section of her TC talk and I promise you I think about that every day when I'm building. Just her insights are fabulous. So like Zach said, if anyone's if anyone's listening, go listen to that talk right now because it will definitely change the way you visualize your data.
0: Right now, we're not even joking. So I'm a big fan of yours, and no, you thank have you. some really beautiful visas. Uh Do you have a favorite of your own vizs? I mean, I know we all have vizs we've made that we hate, but do you have one that you are particularly still happy with? Which is an accomplishment, frankly.
1: Gosh, I mean, I. I'm, I have to say, like, my most, my more recent vizes I'm really happy about. I, I have a fondness for my Federer viz um, just because I worked so long and hard on it. Um, but, oh, gosh. I mean, okay. So I have to say that probably my favorite so far is my Doctor Who viz that I just put out because, um, A, I really love Doctor Who, even though I kind of stopped watching a couple years ago. I need to get back into that. Um, I probably shouldn't admit that. Um, But that was the first time that I felt very, very connected to the data. Like, I really understood everything, because I knew what the episodes were. I knew who the doctors were. I knew who, you know, who the showrunners were. Um, So just to build out the ratings and kind of see exactly what was going on within each episode that had low ratings or high ratings, I really felt connected to it. And then I felt like I did a pretty good job of choosing the correct chart types and doing analysis on it. But I, I don't know, I felt really proud of myself because I consider myself more of a design person. And so to have kind of been connected to the data and gotten a little bit more into the analysis side just made me really proud of myself. So that's probably why it's my favorite right now. Um, But yeah, I just, I really like that one.
0: It's a great viz. We've talked about it uh, one-on-one before. I'm I'm super enthusiastic about it. Uh, I like Doctor Who as well. Although likewise, I stopped watching before you did. (laughs) Um, But yeah, uh, who is your favorite doctor?
1: Oh gosh, you're going to make me pick. This is like picking my children. Um, Okay, so I have to, okay, Number nine will always be my favorite because he was my first doctor, but I just really like Peter Capaldi. Um, I think he did a fantastic job. I really liked the gravity that he brought to the character. Um, And he just had some really, really good episodes. So that has
0: to be my favorite. What about you, Zach? I think for me, it's probably David Tennant, although Christopher Eccleston was super strong in my book as well. Actually, I burned out during Capaldi and I don't know if it was him or if it was the writing at the time but I'm, I keep always meaning to go back and uh, carry on. Uh, but yeah, it's that was the era I burned out. And that's one of the things I love about Doctor Who in particular. It's such a long-running, episodic show with so many different casts that you can have very different opinions on a particular character and still be both be massive fans of the show. So that's that's awesome.
1: Yeah, and the best thing about it is that it's not necessarily a big storytelling show. Like, you don't have to... Catch up with season five to find out what happened to X character. Just have to stick it out for one season if you want, and then you kind of have your fill. If you don't want to watch anymore,
0: absolutely, it's a it's great in that aspect. It's um it's bite sized. You're not in for the long haul. You're not committing to Lost.
1: Yeah, you're not committing to Grey's Anatomy or something.
0: <laughs> I see what you mean though about uh, picking topics that you really feel engaged in, and how that enriches your experience as the developer. You are more passionate about the data, mining it, exploring it, and visualizing it in ways that maybe are more personal to you and do more justice to the topic. I recently, actually today, released a viz on Inception, which uh, I will say I also had to go back and edit already. (laughs) I had a data point error where I misplaced one of the characters at one point in the movie. No one caught it at this point, even though it's had a ton of attention, Um, but I saw that and I was like, oh no, because... I know if I don't fix it sooner or later, this is based on my track record. I've won viz of the day once, and that was based on a viz where I misspelled Nicholas Cage's name in the title and which version of that does Tableau promote, but the one with Nicholas Cage misspelled, they didn't catch it either. So that's on them. But uh, as soon as I realized that I'm like, okay, this is definitely going to win viz of the day. Now I need to remove it. That's my new philosophy. If I have yeah. an error, I need to fix it immediately. Because the thing that is uh, the most sensitive to me and the most visible will be promoted well beyond my scope to recall it.
1: Yeah, that's the way it always goes, isn't it?
0: I mean, it was fun. I've only had one other, like I say one other, this is my third now, major uh, blunder on a viz that I wasn't aware of. And that was a Girl Scout cookie collaboration with Kate Shaw I published at the end of December where I, I'll, just, I'll take this one, where we misspelled her last name on the front page. I misspelled it. She didn't notice her name was misspelled because it's so commonly misspelled. And then we both took screenshots of it and shared it that way. So that, that happens sometimes. You spend uh, dozens of hours looking at something and you don't notice the most apparent thing at the very Yeah,
1: time. yeah. I'm pretty sure my Federer viz still has a data point error in it. But at this point, I just, I spent so much blood, sweat, and tears on that viz. I'm saying, nope, it doesn't, I'm not going to go back and and try to wrangle that now.
0: That's sunk cost. Let's move it on. 9,000 people have seen that. I mean, you you can't take that back now.
1: Yeah. Um, I'll only fix it if Federer himself complains.
0: That's the spirit. I like that. So on that note. As we wrap things up today, is there anyone you'd like to shout out like Roger Federer? Is there anything you'd like to promote besides Tableau Student Guide? Tableau Student Guide, check it out, it's awesome. Um, What would you like to say to everyone?
1: Yeah, well, I just really wanna thank the community. Um, I feel like I have really grown so much just because I have this support system and these friends um, on the Twitter sphere and on Tableau Public. I think everyone should have this opportunity to be able to connect with the community in such a way. Um, and I know there's such diverse opinions and not everyone agrees and some people agree very strongly. Um, but just having just having that that community that's able to support each other just makes me really excited to be a part of this. So I just want to say thank you to everyone. Um, and then plugging wise, like you said, the two the TableStudentguide That's where you'll be able to find all of your tips for newbies. If you have any newbies you want to bring in. Um, But yeah, that's it. Thank you so much for having me on Zach.
0: Thank you for coming on Maria. It's been fun. I hope everyone enjoyed it and I hope to have you back soon.